Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the show. It's Valentine's Day, August 14th, 2022, and I am joined once again by Kyle Klingman, who is not my Valentine. Just want to get that out of the way. But he is a big Larry Bird fan. You see him right there up in Cedar Falls, Iowa. It was a big weekend. The Super Bowl was yesterday, but of course, a Super Bowl or a bonanza of wrestling, as it was being called, took place at the Texas Rangers baseball stadium two nights ago. Team USA on the ground, Oklahoma State versus Iowa. Um, Kyle, you were uh, presumably watching from Iowa. What was it, what was the experience like for you? I watched every second of it. <laughs> I thought the production value was so high. Of course, everyone wanted Iran there, and you wanted the the international flavor to be a little bit higher competition. But for what everyone was able to pull together, I just thought it was an outstanding event. And I got the same feedback from people. It just really looked crisp and sharp. And kudos to everyone on the ground. It was a really cool event. Yeah, it was it was really fun atmosphere. You know, you you had men's freestyle, women's freestyle. There was a Greco match in there. Of course, you followed up by one of the biggest, most long-standing college rivalries, um, in a really unique place, right? They've never done it, uh, a big match, big event like that in a big stadium. So, I thought it was great. There was a lot of chatter, nothing uh, anyone official at all, but just a lot of chatter about wow, what if they did the NCAs here or something like this? And I know they were obviously planning and doing it in the Minnesota football stadium a couple years ago that hopefully th- this kind of idea inspires something like that in the future. And I'm going to use a really crappy segue on the inspire part of Spire to, to bring in our guest for today is Kenny Monday. He's a head coach out at Spire Institute and Academy in Ohio. Of course, he's also a three-time Olympian, two-time world Olympic champ. I think four world and Olympic medals, NCAAs, all the stuff. How you doing today, Kenny? Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Thank you. Good Happy to see Monday. you. I'm always good on Mondays. You know that. So. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I'm always good on Mondays. Um, always good on Mondays. 
Did you get a chance to see the the Oklahoma State Iowa and any anything from the battle battle at the bout? Excuse me, bout at the ballpark this weekend. And if so, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I saw the Oklahoma State Iowa match. Um, I didn't get to see the uh, the USA match. The, I didn't get to see that because I was attending a family matter. But uh, I did get to tune in to, to the to the rivalry. Um, yep, yep. Didn't I don't like. I don't like uh, losing to the Hawkeyes, but it's kind of what it is. But. <laughs> sure, I understand. Um, <laughs> but it was go- good matches, man. It was. It's always. It's always entertaining match. It's always good to see, you know, the the guys compete hard and and uh, the coaches coach hard and the fans cheer hard. You know, so it's just. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been a part of probably fifteen Oklahoma State Iowa matches whether I'm competing or coaching. And so um, got a lot of history, a lot of history in, in that match. Over the span of those 15 or so dual meets, you know, whether you were a competitor or a coach, are there any things that, like, when you think about that, boom, this, oh, this one match or this one matchup or this one year, what, what, what things, thing or things stick out the most to you or are most memorable from from that duel meet, you know the history of it that you've been involved with. You know, of course, I've been on both sides of it. I, you know, when I competed at Oklahoma State, I think we beat them the last two years. My junior senior year, we beat them in dual meets, and then we end up losing to them in the in the national tournament. Um, you know, of course, Gable was coaching, and I remember when I was being recruited, and uh, I ran into Gable at the junior nationals, and and I was a hot shot recruit coming out of high school, and being recruited by everyone, everyone pretty much. And, and I really hadn't, hadn't paid attention to my, I mean, they, they, they knew where I was. And I, I met Gable and, uh, and someone introduced us and he came up, Hey, you Kenny Monday? I go, yeah, coach, how you doing? He goes, Hey, have you ever thought about wrestling for me at Iowa? And I said, Oh, now due respect coach. I want to wrestle against you guys, <laughs> you know, cause growing up in Oklahoma, you know, I was part of the either Oklahoma or, or Oklahoma state, you know, so I was going to go there, but, I wanted to wrestle against Iowa, so, and he said um, his response was, "Okay, well, I'll just get someone to beat you." <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so that's kind of the how it rolled, and then from from then on, it was it was it was a rival. But uh, no, it, it's you know, it's just it's a great match. It's a fun match. I was just there, matter of fact, when my son Quincy wrestled uh, against Iowa this year, and it's the same kind of atmosphere, man. It's just this is very very tough to win at Iowa. Um, the fans are just probably the, probably the best, best you know, some of the best fans in the country, um, and so they they get into it, and, and it's always it's always good to, to quiet those guys in the, in the in the stands. But just uh just a great rivalry, man. I love it. I love it. it brings out the best in, in everyone that's involved. Yeah, um, you mentioned Quincy, right? Your son wrestles at Princeton, 157 yeah. pounds. Yeah. yeah. What, if any, I don't know, are you just 100% dad? Is there a little bit of dad coach going on? Like, uh, uh, I'm curious how, what that relation, obviously you're a father-son relationship, I would assume first, right? But yeah. is there much coaching? Is I uh, just let them do it? Or what's that relationship like with you guys as far as the wrestling aspect goes? Yeah, it's it's good, man. It's it's just good. You know, I, I, I respect and, um, and, and, and feel good about the coaching staff at Princeton. They do a good job. Dubuque is probably in Quincy's ear more than anybody. Him and Nate, they probably coach him more than any of those guys. And, and we talk, you know, we, 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 we talk in notes. If I got something that, uh, of course, I'm, I'm 
I'm dad and coach. I'm always give Quincy what I think about his wrestling and what he's doing uh, in his life and all those things. Um, but you know, it's it's um, we got a good relationship. We really do. And uh, I let the, I let those guys do their thing. I believe in them. Um, you know, and I'll I'll throw notes at him if I if I see something that I think that, that he can be better at or. Or if I got notes on the kid that he's wrestling, I'll give my, uh, I give my, um, you know, just my critiques and, and, and my my game plan kind of thing to him. And give them to the coaches. They'll they'll call and they say, "Hey, coach, what do you think? You know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that?" And I'll give them my feedback, and then they kind of do their thing. Um, and I give Quincy, you know, and him and Kennedy both. I'll kind of give them my my feedback, and they kind of go with it. You know, so absolutely, that's kind of how we roll. It's good. Describe um, how you feel when you're in, in, in the stands watching him wrestle. Because you've coached for a long time. I'm sure I would imagine when yeah. you were a little bit younger at first, you were really charged up. And maybe as you got older, you could relax a little bit more as a coach. Or at least I know that's a lot of people's experience. Maybe not yours, maybe. But as a father, <laughs> it's got to be so much different. You know, that's your blood out there. What's it like yeah. being in an arena, sitting in the stands? Are you quiet? Are you loud? Are you nervous? Are you calm? Can you can you put words on it. how you feel? <laughs> all of it, all of it. I mean, you get those emotions right on the head. You know, there's 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 you know, calm. I'm a calm guy anyway. Yeah. You know, the way I wrestled, you know, I, I wanted, I didn't want, I didn't need that rah rah. You know, kind of just give me the facts and stay calm so I can think. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, so I'm kind of the same way. You know, I'm pretty calm with those guys, and and uh, I get into it. You know, if they, if they do something good, or you know, if they're they're, you know, I, I definitely get pumped up about it. But I get nervous. I'm probably more nervous for those guys than, than I am for me, um, just because I, when I competed, I can I can control, you know, what what goes on out on the mat. I can't control what those guys do. I can't wrestle for them. I can't prepare for them. So that's a different dynamic. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I get I get I get nervous. It's so funny. I was watching the match with my dad just over the over. The, I was in Tulsa, and um, and I was watching the match. Quincy just had a match against uh, UPenn. And uh, so we were watching the match together. <laughs> it's so funny because after the match, he's like, "Man, I I can't take this. I can't take this anymore." <laughs> so he gets he gets more nervous than I do, right? He, he just like after all my matches that he's gone through, uh, through the Olympic Games, through you know NCAA tournaments, you know he's he's been there you know, since I started. And so now it's kind of you know watching the boys wrestle. He kind of you know he still gets nervous. Yeah, I'm like. You know, I got a, a five-year-old and a, and a baby at home, so yeah. I got a, a few. But th it's coming, right? Like it's. Well, it's coming. I, I'd like them to wrestle. It's their, it's we'll coming. see. But like, it, <laughs> I'm yeah, trying to definitely come prepare myself for what these will be like. Yeah. And try not to be that crazy parent, but I'll. It's so I'll, funny. I was I was talking to talking to Jordan Burroughs about it, right? And I was telling yeah. him a story, and he just like, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just I don't know, man. I don't know if, if I can handle this. And I was telling him a story when Kennedy was Kennedy's first, maybe his first tournament. And um, it was in Oklahoma, and, and he was wrestling, and I kind of watched his weight class, and I saw one little kid on the other side, and, and I can tell this kid had been wrestling for a couple of years. He was more experienced than Kennedy, right? And Kennedy wasn't going to beat this kid. Right? He, got, he could get to the finals, but when we got to the finals, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't you know good enough to beat this kid. The kid was experienced, right? And so Kennedy goes out, gets to the finals, and the kid, they wrestle, wrestle, and then he catches Kennedy in a, in a, in a cow catcher snake and takes him over, pins him, right? And so after the match, you know, I'm kind of, you know, getting kidding together. Like, yeah, man, you're all right, man. You're going to be fine. Da, da, da. On the other side, the dad with his kid was like, 
pumping the kid up, man. Do you know who you just beat? Do you know who you just beat? You just beat Olympic champion son. And he was all pumped up. And he got was seven years old. So, I'm telling Jordan, I said, dude, you got that's just part of it, man. That's just part of the deal. That's just where we live. You know, that's the landscape where we live, right? So you gotta you gotta just take that like a man. Oh, I can't take that. I can't take that. <laughs> so it was so funny. But that's but that's how it is. Every match against our boys is a good win for the other kid. It's just, yeah. That's just that's just the territory, man. That's how it is. So I didn't even think about it. I didn't think about that aspect, but yeah, yeah. like like oh, your yeah. child and Beacon and who you know Jordan's kids, they're like, yeah. it's got to be a. Did your kids ever talk about that? Like, maybe it was pressure. Maybe it's just it's. I don't know what you call it, but like, yeah, every his dad's an Olympic champ. You're right. Is right. that right. has that right. ever been tough for them? It happens on all end of it too. Like the, I mean, the referees are involved. They recognize it, and yeah. you know, so they try to. You know, they they'll play either way. They'll go. They don't want to be intimidated by me. So then they'll you know you know they'll make the calls and da da da. And then the other side of it, they they are intimidated by me. And then they you know make calls our way. So it kind of goes both ways. It's so funny. But um, no, we I didn't really talk to the kids about it growing up. I just like you know guys, this is what it is. And as they as they got older, people would come up to them and say it right. So they they would catch it from other people. And they, yeah. they people would come up and give them my whole bio right and like, oh, really no, i didn't know you did you come back that i didn't know you did that right and so it's just kind of funny how that would, and i just like guys the pressure the pressure is going to come from more from other people than it is for me all i expect for you to do is work hard you know do your best and, and I'm, I'm fine as long as you're giving your best i'm fine right but you can't get around the work right i can show you everything I, that i know in the sport but the work comes from you i can't do the work for you so that's that's my message to them is you got to do the work, man, because that's, you know, I can show you everything, but I can't, I can't wrestle for you and I can't do the work for you. And so that's just kind of how it, how it rolled, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's definitely pressure. It's, it's pressure from, but I think it's from the expectations of, of other people. And we have a standard. Of course, I got a standard that, that the only way I know to do this sport, and that's the standard that I competed at, and that's the standard that I think that they should compete at. But everyone's different, you know, it's their journey. And um, they got to figure those things out for themselves. And it's funny to me watching them go through it deep, deep, deep inside, whether they win or lose. I'm chuckling inside because I'm just I'm proud and I'm happy that they have taken to the sport and they, they're good enough to do everything they want to do in the sport. And um, so I'm proud of that. And I'm happy that because not every great wrestler's kid wrestle. Right. And so I'm just proud that I, I introduced them to it and they took to it and they, and they love the game. So I'm proud of that. It's certainly certainly a good perspective to have and to to like give to your kids and hope that they seem seemingly they have that same perspective as too. Um, yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk. Spire, right? Spire yeah. Institute and Academy. That's your new gig. Uh, it's yeah. in Ohio, I believe, right? Kind of lay out the foundation of of what this is and maybe what you guys are are looking to accomplish. Yeah, it's uh, Spire Academy. It's a it's a prep school, boarding school here in Geneva, Ohio, and we're about you know. 50 minutes from Cleveland, uh, west of Cleveland. And so it's um, east of Cleveland. So it's, um, you know, it's a new program, brand new program. And and um, I was approached by, um, you know, Ray Lewis. And I think we've talked about this before, but Ray Lewis is a is a minority owner. And uh, he got involved in, in, in the company. And, and he just saw the, the vision of, of what Spire can be. And so when, he brought, when they brought him in, he, he looked at it immediately said, hey, man, you guys need to start a wrestling program. And Ray and I are friends. We go back since I met him back in 2013, 2012. And so we've been friends since then. 
And he said, I got, you guys should start a wrestling program, and I got just a guy you should go get. And, um, and he said, he brought my name up, and then, um, and so they we started talking, they introduced me to the guys, and I came out and I saw it, and, you know, and I thought it was just a, an incredible opportunity for me to start something new and, and big and, and give back to the sport and, and prepare these kids for the future and get them ready for college. And my dream, man, way, way back when I was coming out of college, my dream, one of my dreams were to, was to start a, a wrestling academy and then provide opportunities for athletes, for wrestlers that can, you know, learn the sport, grow through the sport, go through, you know, grade school, go through high school, you know, get ready for college, send them off to college, and then when they're done with college, they can come back and, and train for the Olympic Games. And so that's kind of was my vision way back, way back in the day, is to have, um, you know, just a, a, a performance center that we can, that I can build wrestlers and, and just kind of build them up to to world-class athlete, right? And so, because I've always saw, like, even back before we had club, like these club teams and RTCs, I would see, like, these karate schools, right, these taekwondo schools on, you know, on every corner growing up, yeah. right? And so and they, they, they had strong businesses. They were on business for, for years. But I always knew that wrestling was a, was a great martial art from the time I started. And I just wondered why wrestling couldn't do the same thing that karate schools do as far as the business aspect of it. Yeah. You know, and really build those kids up and, and really keep them training through through the Olympic Games. And so that's kind of the vision. So when I saw this and I had the opportunity to come here and, and build it, that's kind of been my vision, right? And so that's kind of what we're doing. We got, you know, we got three kids in, that's already here that's boarding, going to school. Uh, probably got about 10 kids um, committed for next year. And so it's just going to be a, just a building process, man. But it's, it's kind of scary and it's kind of it's the biggest – probably one of the biggest challenges I've ever had as far as building something from the ground up. And so um, I'm excited. I'm excited about the future. That's fantastic. So, so it's a, it's um, it's a prep school. So is it a high school? Is it nine through 12 or maybe even that, that extra year, what a lot of prep schools have? Yep. Now it's a, it's a prep school, nine through 12. And then we also have a, a post-grad program sure. as well. So right now we've got, we've got basketball, we've got, um, track and field we got swimming uh we just started lacrosse a lacrosse program and um and that's kind of where we are now but it's um if you haven't seen the facility it's an amazing facility it really is and uh, hopefully you guys will be here we, we're hosting the u23s this year here at okay. spire academy awesome and uh yep so hopefully you guys will will, will come and, and you, you you covered it last year right yeah, yeah, yeah. we we work with USA Wrestling, do do yep. their events. U twenty three trials would be would yep. be something yep. that would, would so be on our here. calendar. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. It's here in June, and so uh, we'll get to uh, have you guys here and, and see the facility because it's an it's an amazing facility. I've been all over the world, and I've seen so many different training centers and you know different uh, wrestling rooms, but uh, this this facility is something like you've never seen before in your life. I mean, it's so big and and so uh, expansive, and it's really it's something that um, it's got a big vision, and the owner—he's just—it's uh, a new owner. Um, Jonathan uh, is a new owner, Efren. He's a new owner, and he's uh, got a big vision. We're already building a hotel on the property for the Starbucks, so I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, but yeah, it's—it's uh, it's gonna be five years from now. It'll be a totally, totally different look. We're building a brand new wrestling room. Just got the. Just got the okay um, 
for the plans of a brand new restroom. We'll be, you know, four to six mats, and um, it's going to be huge. It's going to be uh, one of the best wrestling rooms in the country. And um, so I'm really excited about that. And my vision also is to have, you know, a, a spot, kind of just like a, a destination, a wrestling destination. We'll do events. We'll do tournaments. We'll do camps. I've already done, you know, three or four camps. And then we'll do, um, you know, world team training camps. Um, oh, cool. You know, world team or uh, Olympic team training camps. And so it's going to be that type of uh, environment where you come here and, and get everything. we got an incredible cafeteria. Uh, we got an incredible track. Uh, weight room is phenomenal, and uh, so you got everything is here for your student athlete. Of course, we have, your kids are in class every day, and uh, the prep school is really good and getting better. But everything is set, and every student that's here is an athlete. So we don't just have students. In it. So every oh, wow. every student that goes to school here is an athlete, and uh, so the the, you know, the teachers the, the teachers are all in. They understand the sports, and so they they design the classwork. Um, and the curriculum, you know, to to work, you know, hand in hand with the with the athletes. So it's really a, just a phenomenal program. Yeah. Really is. is is the wrestling portion new, or is Spire in general like brand new, pretty new? Is this the first year or two, or has Spire itself been around for a little while? No, Spire Spire's been. I think they opened maybe in maybe two thousand and nine, maybe. Okay. Um, I know Lamelo Ball. You know Lamelo Ball, the basketball player. Okay. He played his senior year here. Um, now he plays for Charlotte Harness, but yeah, he played his, the Mellow Ball was here his senior year at Spire. Okay. And, um, but I don't think they had, I don't think it was a, it wasn't a boarding school at that point. And uh, so now we've got a boarding school. We had, we're in the process of building a brand new uh, dormitory. It's kind of like little apartments that they were in the process of building. And, um, and so it's going to be really, really um, an incredible place once we get, get, get done. So it sounds like you have like another 10 kids committed to come next year? Yes. Yep. Yep. For next year. Of course, it's just from scratch. I mean, I started with one kid, then I've got two kids, and i got three kids. And then I've got verbal commitments from, from 10, 10 to 11 kids. And then just got to build a pipeline. Got to build that pipeline up too. So uh, we'll, build, we'll, we'll have a, a, a youth team, a club team. We'll be starting here uh, next year. And uh, my my plan is to also have have a women's a, a women's program, yeah, um, a girls program as well. And then also I want to have um, I want to have some senior level athletes training here as well. So, so like, like an RTC or something yeah. like yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Spire I got a couple RTC. guys in mind, and uh, yeah, I got some guys already just kind of reaching out and and wanting to come here and train. And so um, I'll add, you know, of course I'll get a couple more a couple more uh, assistant coaches here in the next year or so and uh, we're just going to build this thing man it's going to be it's going to be um, one of the best wrestling facilities programs in the country what's what's um what's the key to getting athletes is is there is it recruiting like similar to college or is it just getting the word out to enough people and let them come what's what's the <laughs> go ahead i'm the key <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it's just it it's just it's just you know, you know, just letting people know that the program is here and uh, it's an option um, for for young kids to come train. This it's really really serious, and I'm not like trying to go out and re recruit like the best kids in the country. Um, I'll take anyone, of course. I've got a couple kids here that that uh, one kid here is just he's been wrestling two years, and um, and so just giving these kids an opportunity and to kind of you know once you go through this thing, I've coached on every level. I've coached on the kid level, at kids clubs. Of, 
coaching high school, coaching college, uh, you know, of course, CRT season. So I've been on every every level of the game. And so I really feel like I've got the blueprint as far as educating kids, getting them prepared for, for the next level. And that's yeah. really it is, just getting them prepared for the next level. As they go through uh, grade school, get them, getting prepared for high school. Once they go through high school, getting prepared for, prepared for college. Once they go through college, getting prepared for international success. And so I've been on every level of it, man, and I, I feel like I've got the blueprint. I got the blueprint to, um, you know, to build the uh, you know, American wrestler. So I'm excited. Yeah. So but the key is just letting people know that we're here, and um, you know, and just just getting kids involved and, and reaching out and doing camps and you know clinics and events, and and um, so just letting people know that we are a wrestling destination here at Spire. Considering what you said that you've done, youth, Olympics, coaching, and and everything in between, right? Um, why at this point in your career is this the right move for you? You know, I don't know. It's a good question. That's a good question, Mark. I really don't know. I think just because maybe that it presented itself and um, and I see the vision. Um, you know, I think a lot of it, too, is just, you know, my boys are, um, my kids are grown. I don't have no babies. My daughter's 27. She's got a great job doing her thing. And um, then Kennedy is, he's, you know, finished with college. He's on his way to, he wants to be uh, uh, UFC champion. So he's he's, he's training uh, out at Faber with Faber at uh Alpha oh. male in California yeah. is doing that. And but Kennedy, I mean, Quincy's got two years left. He's a junior and he's got it figured out, right? And uh, so those guys are on their way. I mean, they're on their way. So I feel like now I can kind of get back and, and reinvest in, in, into youth. And um, now, see, that's where the gaps are. The, the biggest gaps in our sport, I think, is just in that development from that, from that high school age kid, middle school age kid to the high school age, and then into, into college, you know. So you start to see. You know, just the um, revolution of of the of the club programs. Because when I was growing up, we didn't have clubs that people were doing as businesses, right? And so mm -hmm. now, you see those clubs that are running like businesses, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. You know, from from the edge to um, young guns to perlers to, you know, they're all over the country now. And so that's really revolutionized our sport. And so now these kids are coming up better. That's why you see, you know, kids that are coming out of high school ready to compete right away yeah. as freshmen because they they are already a lot of them have made world teams and they they, they they're training they're not coming into college with bad habits and i think that's that's a big big thing for the sport of our wrestling and i think it's changed the game yeah um, and so now i just think it's just it's just an opportunity man something new you know i'm never afraid to challenge myself you know and um i just think that i can win i think i can be successful i think one thing i get hurt you hear a lot I hear a lot, and you hear this more around college programs, but but this would be this won't be a college program, but it, it will be everybody will be living there, right? And and then it applies to high school programs too. Is the culture, right? We got to right. have the right culture. We got to build That's the right. culture we want to win. What's the culture we want, and how do you build it? Yeah, I think you just you know you just um, it, it starts with with the opportunity. It starts mm -hmm. with the opportunity. You know, just. Uh, Letting kids know that they are supported. Let them know that they can, they can thrive in this environment. And you just try to build it. You try to build like-minded in individuals, right? And I just, you know, back, you know, just my my career, I've always had, I've always had great supportive from the time I started wrestling at the YMCA. I've always had great great support from the coaches, from the families, from the 
from my parents, you know, so we've always had great culture from the time I grew up through high school, through college. You know, when I got out of college, you know, I went straight to Arizona State in 1984. I finished college in 1984, went to, uh, then they, they fired our coach Chesbro. Then I went to Arizona State and coached with Bobby Douglas for two years, right? And I don't know if people don't know that, know much of that story, but I worked with those guys, man, through 85, 86, part of 87. Then I came back to Stillwater, Oklahoma, to coach it and start training for the 88 trials. And But that 88 team, Bobby Douglas won that 88 NCAA title, right? right. Those guys are my – those are my guys. I trained a lot of those guys on that team that won NCAA title in 1988. And um, so I was a big part of that program, big part of that program with Bobby, and they won. And then I came back to Stillwater, and John – John was a John was a freshman when I was a senior in college, right? Okay. So then I left and I came back. John was that was John's senior year in '87. So I came back, got on staff, was training, um, you know, coaching uh, at Oklahoma State. Uh, I had Chris Barnes, a two-time national champ. Uh, then John was a senior, so I was coaching him. And then um, then we won '89 and '90 at uh -huh. Oklahoma State. So. And did that, and then of course my career. Then from there, my Olympic career, we had a had great teams, and then that whole NCAA thing hit, and that kind of screwed everything up. Yeah, you know. Then um, came back, and then I got away from wrestling a little bit, and then I came back and took the program at um, in Texas and started running the club team, built that program up, and we were second behind Blair Academy three years in a row at Bishop Lynch at the prep national tournament. So I built that program up and with those high school kids, sent out 25 kids to college, you know, and then I came back and then um, went back to Oklahoma State in 2010, I think it was. Yep, 2010. Then I started coaching Coleman Scott, um, helping at Oklahoma State. I think we were like that year, 2013, 2012, we, were, we lost Penn State like a half a point, I think it was. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Super half a close. point. So. Yep, so we're really close. That was, I think that was the last time they really had a shot at winning a national title. Got to coach Coleman Scott, right? Coach him to a bronze medal. And uh, now he's at uh, UNC. Then after that, went and coached with them. And so um, my, whole, my whole life has really been about, about lifting people up and, and, uh, and winning, man. Winning. And really, it's about that culture, like you talked about. It's creating that, that culture of, of – uh, Hard work, but then just believing, believing in yourself. But but you know you gotta you gotta coach them up. You know it's kind of hard to to teach what you don't know, mm -hmm. right? And so uh, I've been around so many great coaches and so many great athletes from from the Gables to the Douglases to, to Joe C's to Chesbros. I've been around you know with Bruce Baumgartner's and the Schultz. I've been around so many incredible wrestlers. This that, that it's just a rich. I got a rich rich history in the sport, man. So. My uh, my knowledge and my experience is just it, it's really vast and really deep. One thing that, that you made me think about, and when you were just going through that whole list of places you've been, yeah, came back from Arizona State to Oklahoma yeah. State in '87. Yeah. John's senior year, he after his junior year, he won his first world title. <clears throat> yeah, what was he like? What was it like? You know, coaching the guy who's best in the world, and yet he's still going back yeah. out to college. Yeah, I'm curious about that experience. Now, it was uh, it was fascinating to watch him to grow because because I was in a room and then watched him develop his low single right and then yeah. at that time we were you know we were and I had Mike Sheets as a, as a training partner as well. We kind of coached each other. I was in John's corner in in '87 World Team Trials. I sat in his corner, 
Um, and then in the World Team Trials, he was in my corner as well. And then also was in his corner in, in 92 when he wrestled John Fisher, making a 92 team. So it was just, uh, of course, his, his brother Leroy was in the room too as well. And so we go way back, right? It's, we go way back as we were kids. But, you know, just watching him develop and then you know, coaching each other through that whole process was, was really um, – it was really fascinating, really, to watch it, watch it grow. And um, but um, you know, John was a sponge, man. He was a sponge. He was a sponge, and he, he would take advice and he would use what he could use. And you know, as far as his foot motion, his his level changes, and we we developed that you know, pretty much together. As far as you know, just his fakes and his misdirections, right? Getting ready for Randy Lewis, and so we really had to start working below the knee because anytime John came up into the hips, he would kind of get in trouble with, with cross lifts and that kind of thing. And so that's really he started working. And then I watched him develop from that 87 year because he was on a team with Dave Schultz. And I lost to Dave in 87 World Team Trials. That was the last time I lost to Dave in 87. And uh, But when John came back from that world championship, there was two things that, that, that he really picked up from, from Dave. And it was the crackdowns. It was, it was better at his crackdowns and his ankle lace. And that really kind of really took him to another level. Those, those two things. He was doing his low singles, but his crackdowns from his high, high crotch and his, and, his, and his ankle lace as he came back from that, and, you know, he, uh, he developed that. That really helped him. He picked those up from Dave because I've seen him in that crack yeah. back position and I yeah. catch the elbow or lots of different things and his lace. So I've never yeah. heard that, but I think that's fascinating. Yeah, that's the truth. That's, that's the absolute truth because Dave was one of the best at his crackdowns. I mean, he was so good in that area. That um, yeah, he came. When John came back. He came back. That's that's one of the things that he really focused on because it really it worked with it, what he was doing. He had his high crotch, but he, every time he would come up, he would get in trouble against Lewis, right? And so sure. he he had to start going crackdowns and kind of finishing from there. And that's really when John. And you go back and watch Dave. My Dave was and I wrestled Dave, of course. Yeah, of course. I know how good he was in the, in the crackdowns, right? And so that's me. John came back with that and, and um, started really focusing in on. Yeah, he picked that up from Dave. Now, he's over here learning from Dave. You're sitting yep. over here going to be competing yep. against Dave. Was there yep. any ever, ever like, John, show you something, and you'd be like, I just <laughs> learned something about Dave, maybe how to beat Dave, or maybe how he's trying to do something so that I can right. understand it to figure, right. did, that, did that ever happen? You know, I, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> but ah. it, was, it was definitely, um, it was definitely, it was definitely a, an issue, right? Because you know, John was a little com not. I wouldn't say he was conflicted because we were teammates, right? Yeah, but it, he, but but he but he he learned a lot from Dave, and, and Dave liked him, of course. And they tried to they recruited him really hard to go to Foxcatcher. I mean, they sure. they, they were after him really hard to go to Foxcatcher, and um, and John's dad I think kind of talked him out of it, and um, and of course we did. But but he, he he spent some good time with Dave, and it was a little bit. I think still, I don't think John really believed that I could beat Dave. Until I beat him, right? Okay. And he, he saw me growing. He saw me getting better in the room. Because just like I saw him growing and getting better every day, he saw me getting better every day, uh -huh. right? And so when we got there, of course, we were teammates. And, and um, But I don't, think, I don't think he believed it until I actually beat him. But, John, you go back and look at the, the tape. The first time I beat Dave in 87 World Team Trials, Dave, Dave beat me the first match. I beat him the second match. John was in my corner. In that in that match, in that eighty seven sure. match, eighty seven World Team Trials, we were because we couldn't have our coaches in the match. For some reason, they had a rule where 
they were Olympic coaches that year or whatever. They couldn't yeah. sit in, in, in the corners for some reason. So we had to kind of be in each other's corner. That makes that sense. Time. That makes sense. Man, and that's yeah. like, I feel like we could have a whole other discussion and get into some of that. That's true. I feel like we're just scratching the that's tip of true. the iceberg on that. So That's true. All right, I'll, I'll leave that be for now. But um, <laughs> but I am I am I am curious, and and I think there's a, probably a lot there. But we're gonna let Kyle Klingman um, jump in here a minute. I know he's been yep. very quiet and patient, but I know he's got he a, a handful of questions, and he's he's gonna try to get you, Kenny. So beware. Try to get me. <laughs> yeah, it's our, it's our game called Sweat It Out. We have five questions, hoping to make you sweat. Are you ready to play? I'm always ready, man. I stay ready. <laughs> All right, stay ready. Number one, who was the first player to have 100 NFL receiving touchdowns? Receiving as a receiver? Yeah. Jerry Rice. No, before that. One oh, before. before that. Yep. Uh, we went to Tulsa. From, oh, uh, oh, Steve Largent. You got it, Steve Largent. All right. Number two, of course, you were the first black wrestler to win an Olympic gold medalist. Kevin Jackson was second. Who was the third black wrestler to win an Olympic gold medal in men's freestyle wrestling? Um, uh, from Canada. From Canada. Yep. What's his name? Yeah. What's his most of my man's name? I forget Daniel his name. Galley. Daniel Galley. Daniel. Daniel. Yep. Galley. Yeah. Is, that, is that a half a point? <laughs> Well, no, I mean no, he no. knew. <laughs> he knew the guy. He just didn't he, know the name. I mean, I knew the guy. I, just, I, I knew his name. We'll right, give a soft, soft. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> All right. Offering. Who founded the Tuskegee Institute, which is the first institute for higher learning for African Americans? Come on, man. Who founded it? Yeah, I don't know. It's the name of your high school. Booker T. Washington. Yep. Got it. Number four, what film starring Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise, and Diane Lane was filmed in Tulsa, Oklahoma? What movie? What? Yeah. Does it start with a vowel? Uh, the second word? With a, uh, yeah, the yeah. second starts word what? starts with the, it starts the first with what? word is the. The first word is the. The color purple. No. Nope. Nope. Uh, Same name again? It. Huh? Maybe you haven't seen it. Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise, and Diane Lane. Filmed in Tulsa. The Greasers and uh, that's not the name of the movie, but there's a group in there called the Greasers, right? Yep. There's a movie. <laughs> you looking it up? Phone a friend. It was a movie called The Outsiders. The Outsiders. Yep. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Okay. I didn't know that I, was I, in, in and I remember that. Tulsa. Yep. And then uh, number five, number five, John Starks ended his NBA career with what team? New York Knicks. Nope, there was one after that. Really? 
Yep. Oh, it doesn't matter. If anyone after that, it doesn't matter. He <laughs> <laughs> actually uh, ended with the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz. Jazz. He went to the Jazz, right? Yep. He did go to the Jazz. And he actually, I didn't That's know right. this. He played for the, the Cedar Rapids Silver Bullets in Iowa for a while, too. I didn't know that. Before he, went, before he went to the Knicks. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that. How long did you get? You guys owned a subway together, didn't you? Yeah. We, no, we owned, I owned a subway by myself. We owned a sports bar called, called Home Court. Home Court in Tulsa, right. Oklahoma. You used to or you still do? No, we did. We sold it. Okay. We'll say, I'm going to go back. check it out next time I'm in Tulsa if that's the case. Yeah. Um, no, we, we sold it. All right. I sold my subway too. Eat fresh. <laughs> hey, last thing. I was doing um, too much weight. I was eating all the cookies. <laughs> those, those cookies are they're good. Cookies are on fire. I may have to get some subway for lunch today. But uh, hey, we, we were chatting before we came on air about um, the Super Bowl, and you actually um, had some ties to the Super Bowl. Is that right? Ties to the Super Bowl. Huh? You coached against you coached against a quarterback that was in the Super Bowl when he was in high school. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. No, we he played our high school team. I coached at Bishop Lynch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You you yeah. coached against them, or you were on the team I, when? Yeah. Played against. Yeah, them. wrestling, not football. Right. But yeah, I coached at Bishop Lynch High School. We played them in a high school game, and they beat us like sixty-three to seven. <laughs> and you're like, but the, like, good. like I said, the ball never touched the ground. It never <laughs> hit the ground. It was like every 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 pass he threw was completed, either for a touchdown or like a, a big big game. And so I knew then he was going to be something special. I mean, he was he was just uh, he was phenomenal high school quarterback. And um, so it was really good. It was really fun to see him win, awesome. just knowing where he grew up from. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. Well, hey, we're kind of down at the end of the line. But you know, I'm a Cowboy fan. I don't get. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Cowboy fan. Once a Cowboys fan, always a Cowboys fan, and a Cowboy always for life, a Cowboys right? Fan. I ain't changing. <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> hey, um, I, I want to give you the last word, though. Anything you might want to say about anything before we get out of here and let you move on with your day? No, man. I'm just. Uh, I'm excited to be at Spire Academy. We got a. We got a great program building. It's. Um, Again, it's going to be a great destination for, for wrestlers. We're going to do, we're doing camps and doing events. we got a camp coming up in, in April, April uh, 15th uh, through the 17th. I just put together a great uh, high school team for, for the duels that will be happening in, in Pennsylvania on the 22nd. So i got some of the best, best high school kids in the country assembled on this, on this, uh, on this team. They're wrestling duels in, in uh, Pennsylvania. State State College on the twenty second. Wait till you see my team, Team Puma, and team Puma. Um, yep, we're coming to win. So it's going to be some of the best, some of the best high school kids. You guys know all of them too. Okay, they're on my team, competing April twenty second in Pennsylvania, and we're going to win. So it's going to be fun, and um, can't wait to see you guys, man. Here in June at U 23s World Team Trials and. And um, I'm just excited for the future. I'm excited about the NCAA tournament this year. I'm excited about the matches coming up this year, the Rudis is putting on. I'm excited about my wrestling shoe that Rudis is putting together. If you guys haven't seen that, my, uh, my documentary that Rudis put together, um, you guys need to go check it out. Rudis Plus, go check that out. We've got a wrestling shoe coming in. 
I'm excited. Um, come, wrestling is wrestling is uh, is at an all time high. I think right, and yeah. a lot a lot is uh, is because of you guys. You guys have done an amazing job with the sport of wrestling. I'm so excited that uh, I've got to. I met you guys right off the bat. You guys, when I was in Texas, yep, they came to me with the idea. I don't know if you probably don't know that, but they came to me with the idea, pitching it, and like, guys, can you introduce me to USA Wrestling? I'm like, sure. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of where it started. And you guys have taken it to a whole other level. I'm, I'm excited, and um, you guys have a great job, man. So congratulations, and you know. Much success with you guys going forward. Yeah. And, uh, well, thanks a lot, Kenny, and, and congrats, you know, on getting things started at Spire, and, and we're really looking forward to what you can do and build out there. And you know, like you said, a destination place for wrestling seems like the vision, and it, and it seems like an awesome vision. So we're excited to watch yep. it unfold, and uh, we always appreciate you coming on and, and spending some of your time with us. Yep. This guy right here. This one yep. right here. That's the champ. <laughs> We're ready for it. You guys it. don't give much love, but he's got he's got to show himself. One fifty seven, man. What and what people don't know? I know people know, but of course, Dave Carr and and, and Quincy Monday is in the same way class. And who wouldn't want to see that that final matchup, Be Carr awesome. versus Monday, all over again in the finals of the NCAA tournament? So that's <laughs> what I'm rooting for. That's what I'm praying for. Hopefully, those guys they haven't wrestled yet, right? So yeah, Quincy's right awesome. there. Yeah, yeah. So he's right there, man. He's uh, so hopefully we'll get to see that match in the NCAA tournament. I'm all for it. It'll be historic. I want it. Yeah, I want it. Yep. Yeah. Awesome, Kenny. Thanks so much for joining us, man. You have a fantastic day, and I'm sure we'll, we'll you guys, see you soon. Man. We'll all see right. you soon. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Yep. All right. Always fun, Kyle, when we get a chance to speak with Kenny Monday. And today was the same. Guys, awesome, man. I uh, I love Kenny Monday. He's one of my favorites, and watched him as a kid so it was fun to have him on you kind of geek out when when you get your heroes on the show and you get to talk to them so it's fun to hear some things and i a lot of things that i didn't know about just the the crackdown position with dave schultz yeah, and i remember awesome. that i mean that was just great stuff so kenny monday always delivers and it's always monday night <laughs> god bless you with that pun all right folks i'll leave it on that for kyle Klingon. i'm mark bader thanks so much we'll see you next time